This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we've got a uh, got some news, got an interview, and then got some what we're up to stuff. So yes. in in that order. So we got this little news section here where we're gonna discuss if if you are new to the podcast, because we haven't done this in a while. If you're new to a podcast, we're of course a geeky pop culture nerd fantastic podcast where we discuss tons of different nerdy topics uh do interviews game reviews and movie reviews and everything else under the sun that is so much more yes and so (laughs) much more but we normally start out our weekly episodes if they're not like one of our potter or star wars reviews or movie stuff with a news rundown news 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 so this is a very Ellie-centric news section, oh. and I wasn't doing this intentionally. So right off the top, we got the casting of Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia in the Netflix yes. Witcher series. Let's talk about it. Oh, I, I, I set you up, so I guess <laughs> knock him down. Um, well, I don't know why I kept under being under the impression that it was an animated series is it though i don't know so i guess not if i mean it's still voice i don't know i i right. think it's not at this point well so right so if he could either be voicing it or um playing it um my main opinion for him playing it is just the fact that uh he's so pretty <laughs> And, and not to say that Geralt is not attractive, because he definitely has that um, rugged, rugged, rugged good looks. rustic sexiness about him. Um, but I don't know, this is more like model pretty-esque type of look. And obviously you can put makeup and add things to his face. So, you know, um, maybe they're just going for the frame, because Geralt is pretty... You know, he, he's pretty... In shape. Right. And so, I don't know. So, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I definitely... Well, <laughs> let's double check the article to see if it says... We can lead in the Witcher. Uh, see, there it says he wants to play. It says it, that he cast him. Yeah. No, he, he, he voiced interest in wanting to do the part beforehand. Okay. And for those who might not be familiar with The Witcher, it is one, and probably one of the best game series. <laughs> what have you been doing? No. Um, also, it's Game of Thrones esque game, like oh, in the sense of God. You, you don't you don't like I don't that like analogy? that comparison. All right. No. Well, then fine. You explain. Well, I'm just saying Game of Th- I. I don't think so. Game of Thrones. I mean, I could be really wrong, though, because I haven't seen Game of Thrones in, um, I don't know, when we stop watching it, season three? Something like that. Okay. But no, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's medieval, there's magic, everyone is yeah, but, terrible. But, but The Witcher dives into 
you know, other species, and I don't think that really gets covered. It, it also has elements of Norse. It has a lot of different. It has elements of the Norse mythology in it. It has elements of. Well, I was just saying that there are elves and yeah. orcs and and all that stuff, and that they don't really dive into that into The Witcher. This is, I mean, into um, Game of Thrones. This well, I was, I was just using it for the layman's terms of like mm, a simple, it's over. It's sword and shield. It's sword and shield <laughs> and magic. Okay. But, but yes, yeah, so um, I'm excited about this. Netflix has, a, also this is a very heavy Netflix. We tend to do that a lot. Netflix has a lot of stuff going on right now. Yes. So it's not our fault that they're being nerdy. So And we love it. Yes, very much so. Very, very much so. But... But no, I mean, I'm excited about this. Um, I I think he'll do a good job with it. And the voice actor for Geralt from the video games have been like, he's going to put his own spin on it. And people have to understand that it's his interpretation of the character, just like mine was. Because these are based on books, so... Right, correct. Which is yes. which is an interesting fact. But no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for this. I can't wait to, to see if it's... What, what it's going to be like. Because... Um, yeah, Netflix really hasn't gone too wrong recently, so mm-hmm. so very excited. Yeah. Um, next thing, once again, hitting another nail on the head for LA. Um, Captain Marvel's first official photos have been revealed. Have you seen these yet? Or am I, I gonna get a not. live react? Okay, cool. We're gonna get a live <laughs> reaction. Really busy lately, so. Well, I figured you had him, but I was like, I'm not gonna assume. Been playing Spider Man. You know what I'm well, saying. Well, that save that <laughs> save that. <laughs> that will come up later. We'll we'll discuss that near the end of the episode. Okay. All right. So here are some of this. We're we're just kind of looking through the set photos, and there's some scrolls. Nice. Uh, very. I know this this distinction's only been made. Um, looks like Piccolo from the Dragon Ball Z live action movie that nobody ever likes to mention. But they, I, I still haven't seen it. You don't. Just Please, don't. we should watch no. it and do a show on it. No, no. Oh, come on. It'd be fun. Eric would... He'll, he'll be down <laughs> for that. Um, no, I mean, they... I, I kind of like the way they look. They they don't look too ridiculous. Um, Ronan the Accuser looks like he's going to be back, which I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited about that. I, I felt like he was a good villain character that they... Didn't underuse. Um, there's a younger-looking Samuel Jackson. Yep. As of course Fury. And of course we got her as a pilot, which is a thing. And what do you think of the outfit? I think we brought this up before, but what do you think of the Captain Marvel outfit, or just just the overall look, since she is one of your favorite characters? Um, the outfit looks fantastic. I do like that a lot. The hair is throwing me off. It's not quite. Her hair, but I've heard rumors that that she'll have the mohawk at one point. I like hope she'll so. have a helmet where it puts it into a mohawk. I've, I've, I've heard the rumor. It that yeah, it doesn't have to be that, but just some kind of little nod. And it's actually, if I remember correctly, it was Samuel L. Jackson who said that. Nice. Because he was he was wearing a shirt with uh with Captain Marvel on it with her having the mohawk, and and he goes shout out to my girl blah blah blah. Don't worry, you'll. You'll, you'll get to see her in, in her best <laughs> form and everything. So everyone's like, oh, he's probably talking about this. But no, the outfit looks fantastic. I love I'm, it. I'm excited for this. Um, it, it's set in the 90s, which is cool-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, this is one of your favorite characters, so yes. I, I don't think there it it doesn't look like they're gonna go wrong. We have discussed before how she's supposed to be one of the strongest characters, yes. and that's interesting oh, yeah. too, by far. And I'm I'm also very happy with this because it shows her both in the original suit that has that like teal mm-hmm. to it, and that also has the blue and right the blue, red, and gold in it as well. So that's kind of. I, I guess it's going to be like, this is her starter outfit, and then this is her, like... It seems like every movie has that for superheroes. It has the that little transition. But I, I'm excited for this, so we'll we'll see what happens in um, under a year. It's, it's um might even be under six months. But no trailer yet, which I think that's coming soon. Yay. So, the next thing. Kingdoms of Amalar franchise has been acquired <laughs> by THQ... <laughs> Nordic. What? So Ellie was one of the few. Not. I don't want to say few people. There's a lot of people. Um, Yeah. I remember when this game came out. You were super excited about it and played the crap out of it. Yes. And since then, I have got it for my computer, and I've been messing with it here and there. But, but um, what 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 do you think of the acquisition? Acquisition. Acquisition. There There we go. go. Of. Um, this franchise that it could be something that they could very easily bring back now i mean i'm super excited i i had already had my funeral and cried my tears of the fact that we weren't going to get a sequel mm-hmm. um i this is definitely a hundred pluser for me i put 100 plus hours okay yep um i bought all the expansions i think i played it twice all the way through uh, trying to just do different, I like to make different characters, but I, I, um, and with different races, so mm-hmm. I, 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 and there's, and this is once again going into the fantasy mm-hmm. world and everything like that, different play styles and everything. Yeah, and so I, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed playing this game. It was really pretty. The artistic style was gorgeous. The whole, like, fate and the cards and, and, and all that was really interesting to me, and it had a great story dynamic. You can definitely tell they, gosh, must have spent hours and hours and hours just recording all the different dialogue trees and different choices and things that you could do. So I, I definitely loved this game a lot, and so when you were telling me, I didn't even know it, you told me about it, but um, when you told me about the acquisition, I was super excited because that means to me, I feel like that means that there could be a sequel in the works so yay i mean why else would you acquire a property (laughs) exactly so i'm super excited all right so the next thing on ellie's list of favorite things (laughs) it's ellie's news today it is uh so going back to netflix okay going back to this well that apparently keeps giving sometimes there was a trailer that i showed you before this yes for the the Dragon Prince. Yes. What did you think of this? I'm excited. Uh, it looks... Well, let's just say it's very similar to some of their other animation styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix seems to stick true to a certain mold, I okay. think, when it comes to their art style of how they draw things. Uh, so it, it, And I do like that style, so that's, that's a good thing. It, it looks like it checks all the boxes off. Like... It, <laughs> I want it to be a game. 
if that makes any sense. So when I, I there there is a very interesting fun fact I will reveal in a minute to Ellie that okay. that because she instantly like she's like sold like yeah, I think it was like ten <laughs> seconds in she's like done I, I want to watch this it looks really fun um it's very Ruby esque in its uh, like the animation style to an extent mm. I think Ruby is a little bit more isn't as detailed as this yeah. in the earlier seasons. Yeah, I was going to say. But well, what I've watched of Ruby, it, yeah. that's definitely not as detailed as this one. But um, I was interested in this because I'm like, this is very much the closest thing I think I'm going to get at the moment to a what Magic the Gathering would look like as a show in the sense of the look of it. Like the dragons, the characters, the way they're drawn, the way that they're... Even though I would want Magic the Gathering to be drawn more adult. I would too, but I'm just saying... Okay, because this, this kind of gives... This is, this is the slow what, steps to maybe getting that one you day. You know what I could see more of Magic the Gathering? Is the way they do Castlevania. Yeah, no, whoa, yeah, that would be perfect. That that's what perfect. I'm saying. So that's that's more when I see the animation, that's what I would want for magic, not necessarily but, this one. But see, you're laying the groundwork for the argument of making that series. As long as it's not in this animation style, though. This is too light and fun for magic. But I'm saying that someone could be like, hey, see, this is something that's successful. Hey, right. this is something that's successful. Right. Why don't we do a... A run of the magic of uh, something it, based in the world of magic. There's so many stories to pick from. With oh my that. god! I'm surprised they don't already. Honestly, I'm shocked as well. With the amount of novels and you know just the all cards that. have a history oh, to yeah. them and everything like that. For more on this, please go uh, listen to the <laughs> episode where we discuss magic. Please do that because uh, and by the way, um, if you are not familiar with the game Magic: The Gathering, I apologize for the complete lack of tack we had with that episode of not really explaining anything. Thing. so yeah but the fun fact for this is are you ready okay the co-founder of the studio that is doing this and is also somebody who of course is working on developing this show was was also a story editor and then writer a staff writer for futurama Hmm. Not done yet. Okay. Co-executive producer and head writer of the acclaimed Nickelodeon series, Avatar The Last Airbender. What? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Um, they, uh, I, I'm not going to even try to pronounce the guy's name, but um, Aaron, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but he did work on this, this studio. This Wonderstorm is something that he is... Hmm working on and everything well, that so. makes me even more excited but also this was formed with the the multimedia studio he did this together with one of the people from the uncharted games who worked okay. on that so that's uh, justin richmond so I, I i i definitely the caliber of people who are working on this yeah. so that's that's why i thought it was funny because i didn't mention that to you then because i was like oh i'm gonna see if she catches it but but yeah, um, he, he worked on that show, and of course it's coming from a very, what I think is a good pedigree of stuff, mm -hmm. and it looks like something fun that definitely is great for like the whole family yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I just that. I'm just like, I don't want it to be too kiddish. Right. Because Av Avatar had that nice line of, it, it, it was perfect for adults or kids if right. you wanted to watch it. Especially the bloodbending. Not the one for kids. No. But so. that's what made that's what the adults were excited. I wish they did more episodes of that, but that's another story. 
Apparently, you want the darker side. It was cool. She was so powerful when she. It was amazing. I could talk about that all day. We need to do a Avatar episode. We do. At some point. Let's do it. At some point. All <laughs> right. But on that note, that wraps up the um, our news discussion. No. It what? Doesn't. Oh, right. That's no. right. You had something yourself. Yes. So, finishing up on the Ellie news section. Um, so. Uh, they they. They, they did announce some stuff for Magic, but I'll just keep that to myself. I've already talked about it too much. Yeah, We're losing it. listeners left and right now. Gosh. Um, back in, I think, January or February, they first announced this, and I am, like, super late to this party because I didn't know they announced it. Because uh, they just recently released a trailer mm-hmm. for the... Gosh, I can't even remember what the studio is anymore. They've changed it so much. CW... Or is it called sure. something now, different now? They they change the studios so often, it seems like. But um, they are doing a reboot of Charmed. And like I said, this was announced earlier in the year, but I missed it. Um, but because they just released a trailer, I watched the trailer and then I looked up, hey, when, when was this announced? How did I not know about this? Um... I watched it. I don't know. Did you watch it? No. Okay. It would do nothing for me. I'm not... Like, I don't, I understand the significance of that, and I know it's something you like, and you'll probably force me to watch it at some point, which I'm fine with. If I watch it? I meant the old one. Oh, yes. The old one, definitely. So, uh, a quick... That was going back in time. I am a huge fan of Charmed. Mm-hmm. The original Charmed. And it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Even with, you know, the changing of the sister, um, you know, and all that. But it was such a great show. It was good story writing. It had its ups and downs, of course. But overall, I loved it. And there was this huge fan thing after it ended that they were trying to get another show in, you know, in production or continue it on and have it be the Suns is the next three, that kind of thing. And it was really disappointing because nothing ever came of it. So now they are deciding, and this kind of wraps around to, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, where we were briefly discussing about rebooting uh, like Angel and Buffy and how... That was a few weeks ago. Okay. uh, How we felt about that. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago was the tragic episode with the wrestling where Toby and Goobs were on. And then the following week was the even more tragic episode where they decided to come back with Eric. And we all discussed Street Fighter. I did it again! Streets of Rage 4! It's okay. So, but when we discussed that in the past recently, within the last month or so... Uh, my opinion still stands the same as kind of how I did when I said I don't really care for some of these classic shows being rebooted. I'd rather them be, you know, you can do it in the same universe and have it be a different set of characters. Mm -hmm. I still feel that same way after watching this trailer. Um, I, I did watch the trailer. It was interesting. I can see where it would be popular, and I can definitely see how they kind of updated it for to, for today. Even though, obviously, it wasn't like, you know, 50 years ago or anything. It was just a couple decades ago. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can see how they, they have tried to update it to make it more relevant for today's audiences. If that makes sense. Uh, it does. But uh, 
I'm assuming the people listening are also either agreeing or <laughs> shaking their heads. If Tweet you, at us. Let us know. If you watched <laughs> Charmed, uh, you'll see you'll see what I'm saying. If you were a fan of the original show and you watched this trailer, you can see kind of what they're trying to do. And I appreciate it. And, and it might be interesting. But I just... Once again, I, I just, this is the type of show, I don't feel like it needs to be rebooted. I just, I wish they could just stay in the universe and do something. Uh, I don't know how I feel. I'm kind of, I need to see more on this one. I'm kind of on the fence of whether I like it or not so far of the first impressions. So I just, I think I was initially more mad <laughs> than excited just because of when I heard it was rebooting it. It's it, when you reboot a show like this, I feel like you're saying the original wasn't good enough, and that's why they I, have to redo it. I Do you know what I'm saying? I I think we should just devote an entire episode one day. To, I, if we haven't already, we might have for all I know. We've done enough episodes. I think now. we've briefly talked here and there about some, but not an actual. Like, I think we should do an episode versus on remake versus yeah. right. Okay. Get some people. Do a roundtable. Have some yelling. <laughs> It'd be a great episode. Yeah, but so yeah, so interesting. All I, right, I just had to mention it. I, I, as soon as you started, I was like, wait, I remembered. She did say that she wanted to talk about this for a minute. Mm -hmm. So after that Ellie centric news <laughs> section, we are going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be interviewing Rachel Smy, yeah, of Lore Olympus, a content creator from over at Webtoon. So definitely check that out. It was a great interview to do. So yep. listen to that. And after that, um, we'll do a quick discussion on our first impressions of Spider-Man. Yes. And we'll also be talking about something that you can attend. Meet us in person and stuff like that. <gasps> what? And kind of an update on what's going to be happening next week or two on a podcast. So with that, go to break. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Hello everyone and welcome to this Lore Olympus filled segment of Zing This. Yes, you got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we have a very special guest with us. The creator, the artist, the writer, everything under the... I guess it would be under the Apollo. <laughs> Is, you can say you could say like Helios. And oh yeah, he, he, Helios technically too. <laughs> Just to be picky. Ju yes, thank you for for pointing out being picky with me. Uh, yes, Rachel <laughs> Smy of Lore Olympus oh, uh, fame. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm ready. Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on with us today. Uh, if you just want to give our listeners who might not have heard of you or um, would like to know more about you, what um, what is Lore Olympus? Okay, so Lore Olympus is a comic uh, which 
at this stage, I would say is more of a deconstruction than a retelling of the myth of uh, the abduction of Persephone, where um, it's based from, uh, it's from Greek mythology. So it goes that Hades, the god of the underworld, uh, basically, I don't know, I assume he's just lurking <laughs> for one reason or another. Lurking uh, sees Persephone, the goddess of spring, and he kidnaps her and takes her down to the underworld to uh, become his queen. Uh, her mother does not see this, of course, and is uh, pretty pissed, as you can imagine, and basically hunts the world looking for her daughter. Uh, and when she finds out that it was Hades that took her and that uh, Zeus, uh, the king of the gods, endorsed that, she, she's, she's, she has a shit but and basically plunges the whole world into famine. And on doing this, uh, Zeus is like, oh, oh no, okay. And Persephone has to go back to uh, back to her mother and leave her new husband. However, in her time in the underworld, she is consumed. I don't know, it depends from myth to myth, but let's just say, like, I don't know, six pomegranate, pomegranates. I, I've heard pomegranate myself so i i, I yeah, kind of yeah. stick to that oh, it's just that the amount of pomegranate berries <laughs> sometimes it's like three sometimes it succeeds anyway uh she has to her time is now split between uh spring and being the queen of the underworld yeah so that's the so myth. Your classic law story yeah so that's the myth but you're doing a as you said sort of almost a deconstruction of it which yeah I, I have I, I love mythology, uh, Greek mythology, Roman mythology is something that definitely is a forefront of something I enjoy. So when I started reading this, I was very um, intrigued by it in the way and your take on it. And it's just the, the way you characterize a lot of the different gods and a lot of the different characters is very interesting. So I, I just mm. wanted to, to, to give you a a thumbs up on that one definitely from from my perspective, but. Uh, if you wanted to go into how you're deconstructing the story and you're telling of it, uh, go right ahead. Well, um, so obviously, like, it's in a modern setting. Um, but the other thing is it's kind of like, it's it's not blow for blow what happens, like, in the myth. I mean, obviously, I've got, like, a couple of things going on. One of them being that this is a long format story. So mm -hmm. if I were to, like, tell this myth blow for blow it would be over in like i don't know 10 chapters mm -hmm. <laughs> like 10 very thorough chapters so obviously i have to you know take some of those uh nuances within the myth and run with it um the other thing that the other thing going on is like so obviously there's things that happen in the myth which you could take quite literally or you can kind of go back and I spent a lot of time um, trying to research uh, ancient Greek culture to see um, how, why the myths are written the way that they are. Like, to us, it makes no sense. To us, like, oh, why would you, you know, wander around and be like, oh, look, that woman looks suitable. I think I'll just pick her up and take her, <laughs> you know. And you have to be like, why? And the first thing you have to do is like, how would you apply this to, like, a modern day setting so obviously i mean you're not going to see your wife and be like oh she looks pretty cool i'll just pick her up and take her and not discuss it with her at all like it's just not going to apply <laughs> so you have to kind of think of like 
do the research as to why they would do this and then like come forward and like apply this in a modern setting. So one of the things that comes up a lot is, um, so there is like with the kidnapping aspect, that's actually like a tradition um, and especially in ancient, like it's like a marriage custom where it's like kind of like not a joke, but it's like a thing that you would do where you'd be like, hey, hey I'm going to kidnap you and everyone's going to have a good laugh. So, yeah, that's just like one of the things I would look at. I, I actually I don't know if that answered your question or whether I just went in a no, big no, stupid. No, no, no. You're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of that today. Uh, it's it's no problem. Um, no, I, I actually thought that's funny because I'm thinking back. And I know a lot of stories do involve like kidnapping, and it's always like, oh, it's yeah. a joke. It's fun, right? 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 Well, like, um, <laughs> oh, by the way, you're my wife think... now, right? 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the, like, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, so I'm having to think about this is like something that I've talked about like a billion times and I'm just having like a brain freeze on it oh it's no problem but like for you sort of have to think about one of the things is um ancient Greek time wasn't a fantastic like it was good if you were like a dude and rich but if you were like a slave or a woman, it was probably, like, not a fantastic time. So they probably, like, look at someone like Persephone as, uh, you know, property. So there's that element <laughs> as well. So obviously if I was like, hey, in this modern-day setting, she's just property. It's kind of not going to work out. It's no. not going to fly. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to adapt for that. Yeah. And and I feel in a lot of the um chapters and stuff you have kind of adapted that as well. And like I said, yeah. I, I do like the modern day aesthetics to it that the like like there's cities, that there's cell phones, that there's cars, mm-hmm. yeah. that that, yeah. that there's these cool modern amenities and everything, but yet the gods are still gods in in a sense. Yeah. So I I've actually really liked that approach you've taken cuz that's Yeah. that's been something that's been done a lot in a lot of other different medias and I like your approach to it that you've done with it because the gods still have this like infinite amount of power almost to an extent, but yet they still use cell phones and drive cars around, which is just kind yeah. of silly, but also kind of makes them a little bit more relatable as I guess yeah. us mortals reading it. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of a fine balance because, and it is something I struggle with because, and in general with story writing now, like if you look at how uh, technology has kind of affected how you write someone with a problem in a story, like for any movie or book now, because so many problems are solved by like sending a text or calling someone with a cell phone. And so obviously like I suffer from that exact same problem where it's like, you know, these beings with infinite power, they could, they could do anything they wanted, but they're still like, Oh, I'll just give someone a phone call instead. (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) It's like, you know, with like horror movies and stuff, like, every time there's, like, that trope where they're like, I have no cell phone reception, so I can't call for help. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, it, it's really interesting how technology has affected the way that we write movies and how we write books now. Like, yeah. we have, like, a whole, like, I'm sorry that I keep going back to horror. Cause it's like, oh, no, it's, 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 it's fine. There's so many, like, movies now about, like, haunted Facebook accounts and stuff. Terrible movies. Terrible movies, yeah. by the way. They're great, though. But, They're yeah, terribly yeah. bad. Yes, terribly bad yeah. movies around yeah. that exact topic. 
but but yes, I I do agree with you on that. Um, another thing I want to point out, and this is something I adore that that you have done. And if you want um another take on this um side note, real quick, if you want to check out the Dark Myths podcast feed. We actually did an episode discussing Greek, our favorite Greek myths, and one person it wasn't me; it was somebody else. Did do the, the um, taking of Persephone, and they mm-hmm. did it in the sense of they're like, I, I don't think Hades is a bad guy, and I like how your approach to it, I feel is the same way. Hades isn't a bad guy at all. He's even from uh, the beginning. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got, I felt bad for him. <laughs> He's yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I guess, like, in general, like, one of the reasons why I like and am interested in the myth is, it's, okay, one, we kind of live in a culture at the moment in terms of, like, media where we're we're all really fascinated by uh, any type of, like, uh, I'm doing air quotes, but any type (laughs) of, like, villainous or negative character yeah like i don't know if you look at like wicked or just maleficent or uh even frozen like we're all you know we've sort of come out of this age where we were like yes we've got like a clear-cut villain we've got a clear-cut good guy like now we're like what was the villain thinking yeah we we (laughs) want our characters we want our characters to be more complex and be like oh you know what you know, even though they're the uh, bad guy, I kind of agree with them. Wait, am yeah. I a bad person now? But to segue off of that and go in like the epis- like the absolute opposite direction, like in terms of like Greek mythology, right? So you've got like Zeus, you got his brother Poseidon, and then the other brother Hades, and like even even the rest of the gods for that matter. Most of them are dickheads, which <laughs> is like why I that is like my personal preference. I'm like I really enjoy working with all of these characters because they're all just as bad as the next some of them even worse Mm -hmm. and i really like uh that idea of really looking up to someone or thinking someone's really good when they're actually really shit and just not being able to see that i think that's like really common but yeah uh, referring back to hades like i think often especially like in a like I personally never gone like, oh, Hades is like the bad character. It's just because of, you know, we come from like, for the most part, I don't want to use like a blanket statement, but like quite a Christian background. Mm-hmm. So we kind of think, oh, underworld. Oh, yeah, equivalent to hell. Oh, uh, yeah, Hades is like Satan. But he's not a Satan equivalent at all. Like mm-hmm. he just minds like the underworld, which encompasses like you've got Elysium, which is like, I don't know, heaven. So it's like all of death rather than just like the, the negative aspects. And in terms of like, I don't know, if we were going to have like a rap sheet, like <laughs> most of the stuff he's done is like absolutely nothing in comparison to like his brothers, oh, Simon yeah. and Zeus. Like they've done <laughs> like way worse shit. Like, I don't know. And like, even if you like, I hate, I hate this tactic where you, like, look at what someone else has done and been like, well, look at what someone else has done. So, obviously, <laughs> this isn't that bad. But, like, if you look at, like, the story of Cupid and, uh, sorry, Eros and Psyche, um, so that's often referred to as, like, the abduction um, of Psyche because it's essentially the same type of story. Again, it's, like, that kidnapping element. 
that we've talked about before, <laughs> where uh, Eros goes and sees his, you know, his his female person who he thinks is is really pretty and would like to be his wife, and he just takes her and puts her in his house and f- off, and that's it. And everyone's like, oh, that's really romantic and nice. And I'm like, how is this not like what happened to Hades and Persephone? But anyway, you know, you, you get my drift. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I they're, do. They're all, I... they're all just shit. And for the most <laughs> part, like, Hades kind of has his shit together. So I guess that's why he's so interesting. I, I... Like, He's just kind of like chugging under the radar. And for the most part, doesn't like cheat on his wife at all, Mm-mm. which is very appealing. <laughs> <laughs> in in a weird way, like yes. It. It's, yeah, it's like, well, he's supposed to be a bad guy. No, not really. Because he's actually, yeah, he, he does have probably one of the smallest rap sheets in Olympus. He does. It's Olympus. Like, it's, it's little. like, I think one of, uh, uh, I think I, he got really pissed off with, so I won't, I won't rattle through all the names <laughs> because I, I don't want to be like, there's going to be a quiz after everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you better remember all these names. Um, so there's a guy uh, and his his friend and they're like we deserve daughters of zeus as brides and one of them is like you know what would be cool um persephone and they're like okay so they head to the underworld to kidnap persephone um again and hades is like no and uh there's lots of different variations but uh basically gets him to sit down in a chair and then his flesh uh, merges with the chair, and he has to stay there for all eternity. And I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> going after something that's his. You know, if someone's going to come and like take your wife from you, you know, you should you should like be like sit down in a chair and stay there forever. And that that and what have you. And I think that's probably the worst shit he's done. Like, <laughs> Which... like he's not running off, turning into a swan and making babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about... <laughs> <laughs> that, that that swan story with Zeus is always great, and I'm pretty sure there's some stuff with uh, Poseidon that he's done that we could get into. Shenanigans. But yes, lots of shenanigans. Shenanigans too. Well, I know, personally for me, um, like I said, I'm not as far into it as Zinger is, but I absolutely, and I think it's refreshing and just so fun, is the just the colors and the art style that you use. Oh, thanks. I mean, what inspired that? What what made you want to do that kind of style for this series? Um. Oh my god, I feel like that's like a multi answer, uh, multi. <laughs> I could, multi I could choice. Answer that so many, <laughs> so many different ways, and they're all like popping into my brain at once. Um. I find. That I I find it way easier to com- communicate something with color than I do with an actual drawing, and I feel like I don't mean to like sound like uh, self-deprecating or anything like that. Um, I think that my drawings are like my actual drawing capability is kind of like you know average. But um, I feel like my understanding of, like, color and mood is a little higher, mm-hmm. which is, like, what is carrying me. Um, <laughs> and the other thing, <laughs> I feel like that carries me a lot. The other thing is, like, this is going to sound weird, but, like, in terms of uh, the other thing that carries me is I feel like I'm good at what's called drawing, like, acting. So, I like, the actual emotions are there. So even though, like, sometimes I'll, like, totally be like, I don't have time 
to draw clothes on this person in a standard way that you would draw clothes on this person. I'm like, but they better have a really good expression and, you know, mean it kind of thing. So right. I, I feel like at that stage, like, I try really hard to do, you know, have them have, like, these emotions that people can connect with, even if the drawing isn't technically that good. I, and I, I feel that's probably... It's, it's, it's one of those things where people are like, how do you build a style, which is such a complicated question because I feel like it honestly is a lifetime journey. And one of those things is you need to work out what your weaknesses are and actually kind of like not pander to them, but like throw yourself into those weaknesses and see how you can turn it into a, a positive. I, I really like the airbrush kind of effects that some of the... I mean, you you kind of switch between a few different yeah. like art styles, yeah. but you keep a very constant and mm-hmm. I like the airbrush effects and I do like where it does jump to a different art style sometimes to yeah. like emphasize points and stuff. Yeah, so right. that's, I, I, I really, Sometime, really like yeah. your aspect and how, how you do that with it. Yeah. Um, prior to do- doing Laura Olympus, I did have like a year where I just uh, used a lot of black and white and like heavy line art and I feel like it's kind of a bit of a flip side from that. Yeah, because um, a lot of your art doesn't even seem to have like outlines to it. It just kind of, no. the colors just mm-hmm. there and I, I really yeah, like I, um, that. Yeah, I, like, uh, I do like a lot of, uh, um, especially before that I was like, oh, I'm just going to use like a really limited color palette. Like I would just use like uh, black and white and a little bit of like a kind of a, a papery color and that was what I did for ages and Laura Olympus was actually going to look like that I was like yeah I think I like I did a couple of tests and I was like I think it's going to be this way and then I was like you know what like obviously when you're going to work on a project for a really long time no matter what it is you have to like obviously commit to what you're doing and by doing if you want to do a good solid job that you know you're going to enjoy you have to pick things that you really love doing and really love working with mm-hmm. and um i'd actually done like some fan arts of like adventure time and stuff like <laughs> previously and also like steven universe fan arts like and i really enjoyed doing using like those soft pastel colors and stuff and i was like well wait a minute how about you know like, why do they have to necessarily be skin toned or black and white? Why couldn't they, like, be colours? And when when they are, like, the... I, I shouldn't say, why can't they be colours? Why can't <laughs> they be, like, non-standard? Like, yeah. why can't they be, like, pinks and purples and blues instead? Because uh, it makes doing the environments uh, actually really exciting. Um, and th- it sort of lends itself to doing like these really weird environments. Like I've kind of brought this up before, but um, so Hades and Persephone, obviously the pink and blue, um, and I feel like such a basic bitch for actually making them those colours. But like the point is that um, they're they're uh, uh, complementary colours. So it's meant to be so whenever Persephone, there's scenes where Persephone goes down into the underworld. The underworld's always going to be like their kind of very blue mm-hmm. based kind of like there's a little bit of green in it. Uh, everything's going to be very blue or very like dark purple. And when she goes there, she's going to be like this bright pink little 
doodad just poking out the whole entire time. So it's like an environmental thing as well. So she's kind of like going to stick out like, not like a sore thumb, but I can't think of a better thing to say when she goes there. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, one of my favorite, and I think it was the second second issue, is when he first sees her. And I I love the way you drew that with he's kind of like in the background and it has like yeah. lights coming down with the pedals and it just is just gorgeous. It's that, almost like a phone background. Yeah, it's really, it's so cool. And you can, oh, and I just now noticed that too, how you can see like the outlines of the other people. Like it's so faded mm-hmm. right there. It's just really cool. I love it. I'm You can ask Singer, I, I'm a huge fan of, of just, just colors in general and, yeah. and just the real... The not normal colors too, you know. Everybody's so focused yeah. on all the, the the basic palettes, and I just I love the use of palettes here too. So I just I want to say I'm excited. I love it. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I'm really yeah. I um I kind of lucked out with it because I don't actually think uh the show or like the the series itself would be as memorable as it is if I hadn't like gone in that direction mm-hmm. and right. like gone with those colors. Like I don't think like I think if I did it in black and white. Like, even though that would probably take less time, I think uh, people wouldn't recognize it as much. Um, so, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you're going to voice it or not, because I know that this, is, this, this might be a little bit of a personal question, but who is okay. your favorite character? Oh, who's my favorite character? Now, now I'll, I'll, like I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll put a caveat on this. Is there a favorite character to draw, and is there just a favorite character you have? Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah, I'm, now, now I'm all, asking a hard all my one. My favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh god. Um, I feel like uh, who I like the best changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably enjoy drawing Hades' face the most. <laughs> if I had to pick something, but it's just because I enjoy drawing like. Uh, his nose and stuff. I'm like every time I draw, I'm like, "Damn, that's a good nose." Pat on the back. <laughs> time for a glass of wine. <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah, probably Hades best. Um, in terms of like, I have like a lot of side characters that I'm really fond of. Um, obviously, like if you're dabbling in Greek mythology, no matter what, you're gonna have a fuck ton of characters which is something that I suffer from at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cast is still growing and will continue to grow. Ooh. So I, even though uh, I haven't introduced her properly yet, I have in the pilot, but I think my other favorite side character, it's it's like a, it's a tie between Hera and uh, Hecate. And he- Hecate hasn't been in the, the storyline so far, but um, Hecate is kind of like... Mm, you know every you know she's like super single and she doesn't give a shit and she's really awesome at her job (laughs) and dresses really well and like I think a lot of people like look up to that and so do I so I'm like yes Hecate like she's she's got her shit together (laughs) (laughs) and and here is just really cool because she just has no filter and it's kind of done and is kind of sick of everyone's bullshit. So I'm super into that in a big way. So, yeah. So those would be like my two favorite side characters. And then also Hermes. But I think we're going to sit here all day and I'm going to be like, and also blah, blah, blah. 
and also blah 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 so they're all you know i love them all a lot well awesome well rachel it was a pleasure to have you on if people want to find more from you where can they do that um sorry i didn't quite catch that oh if they want to find more from you uh more um where can they one big big thing where can they find lore olympus um, so they can find it on Webtoon for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's like their main company that hosts me. Um, and generally you can find me on all social media, um, either under Rachel Smythe or uh, Use Band-Aid, which is my edgelord username from when I was 19 <laughs> years old and I can't change because that's what I signed up to all my accounts with. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> awesome well we will have of course links to like your twitter and instagram down yeah. in the description for the episode and okay. probably a link to the first issue or episode cool. of this great webcomic so once again we want to thank you for being um on today and um no might not problem. be the last time we hear from you but but thanks again for joining us yeah no problem it's been a pleasure uh have a good day you do the same An old wine cabinet, said to be possessed by a demon, which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits, said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back. As I said during the interview, check the description for links. And it's, of course, Webtoon. Uh, there's tons of content on there. This There's lots. Yes, there, there's lots of different stuff. Um, this one was one, like I said, in there. This really hit checked a lot of boxes for me very quickly with my interest. So. Oh, the romance and, part? Yes. Yes, <laughs> the, the romance part was what clicked. Now, That's now, what the, I figured. I, 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 the art style, the... Um, the story, the the Greek mythology, all that, right. the mythology stuff. I'm like, yes, awesome. But um, yeah, definitely check that out. And thanks again for Rachel for allowing us to interview her. So with that, we have some quick announcements. Uh, next week's episode will be our continuation on our trip to Hogwarts. So the next Harry Potter is the next week, the 17th. Now... As for a behind-the-scenes look, we will be attending the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. This is our yearly trip out to West Virginia, and we are super excited about it. So, I guess this is our precursor to our episode on that. So, um, next, uh, within the next week, there will either be a bonus episode, or that will be next next Monday's episode. We haven't decided yet, but anyways, um, we're going to try to do some content out there, record in field do some interviews, meet some people. Uh, 
people from Bethesda are supposed to be out yes, there. Yes, the, I'm so excited for, for the that. Fallout games, I'm excited about that. There's some people I want to talk to because uh, pop culture, cryptids, it all flows together, people. I'm telling you, it does. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to also, maybe it depends on the situation, but I might try to make it out for an exploration of the TNT plant. So keep an eye on both our Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff because I might be uploading some videos of that. And I'm going on a quest. What? Oh, yes, your quest is to get that one t-shirt. I have two t-shirts I'm going okay. on a quest for. What's the other one? There is Small Town Monsters. Which I, I, am, I am hoping I get a chance to talk to them. And I'd love to have them on to discuss their shows. I, I love I what have they've to have, done. There's only 72. I have to have one of these t-shirts. So And I have to get an interview <laughs> with them. So check back. You have to listen to the podcast to see if my quest was successful. Or pay attention to Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff. And there's another quest. All right, what's the there's other one? There's supposed to be a Bethesda special con t-shirt <gasps> with Ooh. the vault people and the Mothman. Ooh. I know. I'm so excited. So please, give me all the good juju, whatever, yes. and need it. Yeah, so we will be, of course, doing some stuff from there. So, like I said, keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, like I said, we'll, it will probably be an episode. I don't know if it's going to be an extra episode or next next Monday's episode. It's kind of like just depends on how things, what stuff falls into place. Of yes. course, uh, that comes at the end of the month and going into October. October, of course, is Zingtober. Is that what we landed on for it? I think it was Zingtober was the official name for it. I can't remember. It's our spooky. Uh, I'll be corrected because I think I, I know somebody. One of our listeners recommended the. Uh, I think it yeah. was Zingtober. I think it. I. I said I didn't want to do Zingtober well, because forget, I forget th- before we come back for Zingtober. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking a little bit about Harry Potter too. I already mentioned that that there's we're going to the convention. <gasps> right, there is going to be another possible bonus. Either yes. content on an episode or an entire bonus episode because we are going to, there is a Pot- Harry Potter festival locally mm-hmm. that's at the end of the month. So that will also be one of our non-spooky October episodes. And I am challenging myself. They are supposed to have a Harry Potter themed escape room. You want to do, and you're going to do it. Right, awesome. We'll pay yes. attention to our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that yes. stuff. I'm sure there'll be updates for that. So that's that's kind of an update on that. I'm 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 excited about Mothman. I can't wait to go to that. Um, it's also I'm gonna sh- sh- humble brag. It's also my birthday weekend, so it's <laughs> it's kind of a double doozy Yay. there. So I'm um, I'm excited. Hopefully we'll get some good interviews with that. We got some some other great content lined up with some other podcasters and tons of different stuff. So we're excited about that to come out later. But um, now for the Spider Man, quick first impressions. Um, not game of the year, not going that far, but definitely, definitely, super amazing contender, super amazing contender for game of the year. Does not beat Dad of War though. Sorry, but I man, I I I, I <laughs> love playing a Spider Man. For the one time I've gotten to play it, because you have annexed any item that I could play it on. What? That's wrong. How many of the collectibles have you gotten so far? What do you mean? Answer honestly, Allie. Okay, so I got all the backpacks. There's like 55 of them. And I've gotten all of the... um, 
They have these. You're at over 20-some percent of the game complete. <laughs> well, no. So they they also have these little antenna things that are kind of like the, help me out here. They help. They're basically like the towers from Assassin's Creed. Thank to you. Where, That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Assassin, where it on it opens the map so you can see where events are and mm-hmm. things are happening. So my strategy always is, of course, whenever games have something like that, is go ahead and clear the map with all that so I can see where it is. But yes, I've already collected all those and I've collected all the backpacks. I've only uh, there's three acts to this game. Um, by the way, in case you don't know. Um, and no, I, I haven't gotten to play it enough to even know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just letting everybody know there is three acts to this game, and I'm only halfway through the first act okay. of actual main storyline. I have literally been just doing, a, and the next thing I'm trying to conquer, so hopefully I'll have it conquered by the next time we talk on this podcast. Which will be a little bit for a live yes, recording but minus the mothman stuff but we're also busy so i'm yes. saying so i don't have a lot of and time. maybe i'll get an opportunity to play on it possibly but my next conquest is to try to get all the pictures you can go around to all the landmarks and take pictures that's another collectible that you can do so yes nerd <laughs> no i, I really 100%. like this if, if you have a playstation i would highly recommend this game oh, if you yes. are a spider-man fan i would highly recommend this game if you are both there is no reason you shouldn't be getting this and game. it's so fun unlocking all the different suits yes so fun yes uh scarlet spider is still the best though so far mm. i like it i, I like the, the the super 90s of the Torn I kind of like the, the negative zone one. I haven't gotten that one yet because I haven't gotten to play it enough. But, <laughs> but I think I've made that very apparent. Zinger's hurt. Aww. Yes. Zinger is hurt. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah. So looking forward to a lot of Harry Potter stuff, a lot of Mothman stuff, and a lot of gaming stuff is going to be coming out real soon. Finally. Yeah. We need more gaming in our lives. And also, I'm not forgetting there was the discussion mentioned that ray wanted us to have of what's the best superhero game best superhero games and stuff like that uh spider-man definitely would go up near that list we haven't forgotten about that topic sir i think batman would be in there too but i i think we just listed them and we could probably do more but but just of those two, i think there's so many fighting games like marvel versus capcom and stuff like that remember the, back in the day that one wolverine game the wolver the one that was based on the mo- wait which there, bo- okay there was the Wolverine game that was based on the movie that to... came out for the Xbox no. where it was rated M because you could, you could actually like Wolverine when he got shot like his clothes tore apart and stuff. No, and I don't could... think it was that and one. And then there was the animated version where Mark Hamill voiced Wolverine. Where you it had was the, the senses. One, they had the um uh the hunter guy in it. I remember playing that level. Where you went to the jungle and it had the yeah that was the one that was, was the movie yeah that that was the one based on the X Men Origins okay and that that was the one that was rated M and was super bloody yeah I think there I was another one that further one. back where it was it had the movie on the cover okay but it had nothing to do with the movie. I don't and think the voice I remember playing Hamm- that one as much. I think I own it still. Okay. It's it's pretty good. It's got a good story and everything. And, like, you could pop his claws in and out randomly. Yeah. And it had some bad glitches where, like, bullets would go through walls. Well, that's okay. It was a PlayStation 2 and Xbox game. But, yeah. No, um, 
we we should we could totally have a discussion on that at some point. We haven't forgotten about it, Ray. We just wanted to get a good, solid play of Spider-Man. So maybe your Spider, maybe we do a Spider-Man review. It will be in there. But um, with that, you can find us, of course, on darkmyths.org, along with a ton of other dark podcasts like Monsters Among Us, Blurry Photos, or Secret Transmission, or Rumor Flies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those will be on the show soon. Two of those will be on the show soon. We're gonna have we're gonna be running into Toby at Mothman. And the other one's a secret. Tune in the 17th to find out. You can also find me yelling every week about Star Wars stuff. And particularly the most recent episode where I try to fix episode 2 of Star Wars, Attack of the Clones. So, I I think I do a good job of it. Okay. And I, I put rules that I don't break. So... It's, it's a good episode, so go well, check that. there's some podcasts you don't break rules on. I even point out in that episode <laughs> that I have to stick to the rules because this isn't Zygnus where I make rules that I then immediately break. Right. So with that being said, you can find that, of course, at Knights of Vader Podcast. Links in the description. You can find us, of course, on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, what do you do, Ellie? Five-star review, please. We greatly appreciate it. Of course, follow us on Facebook. Search Zingness. Follow us on Twitter, at Zingness. Instagram, at Zingness Podcast. And if you want to go to our Patreon to help us out, you can, of course, go to www.patreon.com. Zingness. And there's, like, quick uh, movie reviews and stuff like that. And the original version of me fixing Star Wars Episode Two is also on there, where it's just me yelling at myself the entire time. So check that so out. So you rebooted it. Or did you remake it? Brain hurt. <laughs> All right. You can find, you can email us directly at zingthis at gmail.com. You can find stuff with our logo on it over at tpublic.com slash zingthis. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. And finally, DJ Golden Boy 89. Play us out. <laughs>